When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Oh, can you believe what he did this time? Can you believe that Donald Trump touched a baseball bat? (laughs) There's a total, complete uh, pandemonium on the left. Most of it is fake. It's okay. Uh, He's not going to bash anybody in the head, uh, nor would he want to. It's not about that. No, 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 no. But when you are under constant siege, constant attack, it's okay to say, I don't like this, and to metaphorically perhaps say you're going to fight back. I have a lot of sympathy, actually, for anyone who comes under attack, comes under a lot of pressure and says, I want to fight back. You know, you're allowed to say, you want to fight back. Hillary Clinton, that, remember, this is my fight song. Da, 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 da. Her campaign theme was that fight song song uh, that was like, you know, all girl power and all that stuff. And fight. You got to fight. I, I got a lot of fight left in me. I'm going to fight. It's okay to say fight. We don't mean actual weapons or anything like that. No, no, no. But standing up for what you believe in. And oh, by the way, Donald Trump says, oh, what else did he say? He's warning that there could be, if you go forward with this, let's see, I want to get a, did he mention death and destruction? Not that he was calling for it, but he said something along the lines that, you know, that's something that could result. Well, I I heard that from Jonathan Carl two weeks ago. I heard that from uh, Jake Tapper, uh, that they were warning and they heard, well, there's internet chatter that there could be death and destruction uh, if Donald Trump is indicted. Well, um, if they're saying that, I mean, I guess we could say that's fake news, but they said it. So why are they so horrified that he's pointing out what they've already pointed out? All right. They, <laughs> that's the, that's not a catch 22, but they're always trying to box conservatives in. This happened to me personally. It happened to me after the election of 2020. Um, I, I was very concerned about the shenanigans, I was all read up on the Electoral Count Act of 1887. There was a legal and constitutional way to object to the counting of electoral votes and tell the state legislatures that you got to get your act together. And I said at one point, you know, we got to fight for Trump. I, we got to fight for him. And, and how do we do that? Well, we can write letters to uh, members of Congress, to the members of the House, the members of the U.S. Senate, and tell them that they should, under the Electoral Count Act of 1887, that's what I said. But they left out all that stuff about, you know, writing the letters. They just said, Greg Kelly is asking for violence. He's calling to, for people to fight. Now, this is part of their grand plan for them to limit how and control how we speak, to control what we actually say. And you can only say words like good, peace, equity, good, peace, equity, Diversity, equity, inclusion, no words that are not positive, um, except for them.
except for them. They can say whatever the hell they, they, they want. They can do whatever the hell they want. This is all an act. Uh, this is another effort for, by them to control us. Does that make sense? It's uh, very, very insidious. It's a little bit scary, actually, you know, that you can't say fight, that you've got to be careful, and also that you can't even say, I want to protest this. Now, by protest, you know, it's in the Constitution that we can uh, peaceably assemble. Now, I don't want anybody. By the way, a peaceful protest is not shutting down streets. That's what Black Lives Matter did. They shut down streets and they broke windows. None of that was peaceful. But even the so-called peaceful protests were not peaceful. They weren't peaceful because shutting down a street or a bridge, you know, traffic and ambulance, that kind of thing. I'm just talking about you, you're allowed to go on the sidewalk and, 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 and shout. You can say whatever you want. That's still America. Now, I actually am going out on a limb. Are you sure about that, Greg? You may want to be careful with that one. Maybe we just want to say that the you're allowed to do that. You are allowed. And this is still America. Uh, I don't want to see anybody get hurt. And violence is never the right answer. But um, we're allowed to object, all right, as they try to put um, a president of the United States in prison, as they try to put men on girls' swimming teams, as they try to um, convert children to their uh, perverted point of view, as they try to hang around our children under the guise of uh, uh, literacy programs, drag queen story hour. You know what? I'm allowed to object to that, and so are you. So are you. All right, so what is the exact tweet that everyone... Trump warns of potential death and destruction if he's charged in the hush money case. Um, former President Donald Trump warned early Friday of potential death and destruction if he is charged in the Manhattan uh, case related to alleged hush money payments to adult film actress Stormy Daniels to conceal an affair. This is the Washington Post. The posting after midnight on Truth Social, Truth social media platform, was his latest and most explicit allusion to violence that would follow an indictment stemming from an investigation led by Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, whom Trump called a degenerate psychopath. I like that. I kind of like that, a degenerate psychopath. Uh, anybody who thinks that the cops are the problem and wants to take money away from them, I, uh, you can say degenerate psychopath about that, yeah? Anybody who makes up stories about guns being pointed at them for political favor, I think you might even be able to say that. Um, anybody who decides on their own that they're not going to enforce the law when they are in law enforcement on day one they take an oath to support and defend the constitution and on day one they work to undermine the constitution that's alvin bragg and that's a degenerate psychopath i mean you know is there a little bit of uh see <laughs> having a little bit of whatever leeway fun you're allowed to do that this is still america but it's very unpresidential uh, you know what we've all moved on by from that okay we're uh uh, the Democrats, uh, the ones who rallied for Bill Clinton and, uh, you know, the cigars and all that stuff. Yeah, you, you the, the John F. Kennedy in the pool with the teenagers. All right. That's uh, it doesn't apply anymore. Sorry. All right. It's a different world. Let's not pretend. Let's let's not pretend um, the Kardashians are the most popular and richest people in America somehow. All right. No, the standards are gone. All right. We're not going to just stand around in, in tuxedos and say, how do you do? It doesn't work that way anymore. All right. What is the big tweet that everybody or the Trump truth? Okay. 
What kind of person can charge another person, in this case a former president of the United States, who got more votes than any sitting president in history and leading candidate by far for the Republican Party nomination with a crime when it is known by all that no crime has been committed and also known that potential death and destruction in such a false charge could be catastrophic for our country? I don't see the problem. I mean, he is warning what they already said on the on the news. They were already saying it. They have reported. And they didn't back up their uh, reporting, by the way. They just said uh, uh, you know, groups are telling us that there could be chaos and violence in the streets and even civil war. Jonathan Carl, Jake Tapper, these are the kinds of people who are talking about that. Um, and, you know, since when is protest a dirty word? Is protest really a dirty word? Is that is that where we are? Come on. I am worried, though. Did you see that woman who is a great cyclist? She's a She rides bikes, and she rides them far, and she rides them fast. And she's used to kind of finishing in first and second place in every race. Um, sometimes she wins. Sometimes she comes in second. Sometimes third. Then she's in first place. Lately, she's been coming in fourth, fifth, and sixth place. Why? <laughs> because transgender people are taking all the trophies from her. They're taking all the trophies. So she quit and wrote an amazing letter saying, um, I'm not playing anymore because you guys are cheating. And this is cheating. That's cheating, baby. Hey, here's something else. Uh, remember, when Democrats are uh, all horrified by what Donald Trump uh, with a baseball bat you can't have. I remember Al D'Amato on the cover of what was it, New York Magazine in 1886, and they're like, "Swing it, Al! He's coming out hard for the Democrats." Yeah, it's a baseball thing, all right. It's not talking about violence. Not talking about violence. By the way, Alvin Bragg. A lot of these brand new um, office holders, if they get security, oh gosh, they just go over the top, 24/7 security. Um, that's like kind of part of why they want these jobs because of the the stuff that comes with it these these guys with guns um i remember a year ago former msnbc anchor uh, keith olbermann suggested that house democrats should get baseball bats against political hearings held by republicans in 2023 olbermann appeared on the podcast fast politics with molly young fast molly jong fast what the hell is, who is that Oh, Molly Jong. Her mother is Erica Jong, who wrote that book, Fear of Flying, a big feminist manifesto from the, I thought it was a book about the airplanes. I remember it in the 1970s. I was like, oh, this looks, fe-. no, it's about uh, women's stuff. Anyway, uh, Olbermann appeared on the podcast on Wednesday and spoke briefly about the impact of Republicans. And uh, yeah, we should, uh, it is time for us Democrats to be as tough as they are, to be as dedicated as they are, to be as committed as they are, Holder said. Michelle always says, and I love her, she and my wife are, like, really tight, which, hey, is Keith Olbermann married? Do we know that? Which always scares me and Barack, but Michelle always says, when they go low, we go high. No, when they go low, we kick them. Oh, that's, uh, that was Eric Holder. Olbermann's comment uh, followed a series of inflammatory and even threatening statements from the former newscaster. Uh, but he's out there right now today saying, Donald Trump should be arrested for threatening Alvin Bragg. Uh, this is still America. Um, that was not, and he's not bashing in anybody's head. I think it means that he's going to fight. He's going to fight. You know what? I'm going to fight. And you're allowed to fight. That doesn't mean it's physical. 
right? It doesn't mean anything like that. Let's see. Do you know what I'm talking about? I've only seen about two minutes of uh, of cable news today. Barbara in Huntington, hello. Nope, Barbara. Barbara. Barbara's not. Oh no, Barbara. I need you at a time like this. Lou from Nassau County, but Barbara, we need your guidance because, oh gosh, she's so so learned and she knows what the founding fathers were talking about and probably foresaw all of this stuff. And sooner or later, well, I'll get to that. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, who's it? Lou in Nassau County. Hello. Hey, Greg. How are you? Good. Greg, uh, I just like your viewpoint on, uh, you know, with this latest thing with Iran attacking uh, uh, and counterattacking uh, the United States. How close we are, how close we are to a, a war uh, during this administration uh, before, hopefully, Trump gets back in. Well, Iran, like everybody else, is sensing our weakness, all right? You mess with us, we don't do anything back. We're just a country. We're not looking for conflict, right? We're not looking for conflict. Looks like our response was um, was pretty light. It was a light barrage. I'm not sure how many missiles we actually fired, but it was minuscule compared to what Trump did in April of 2017. Uh, these kinds of things have happened before. Iran has... Uh, has attacked our base in Iraq. He attacked a, a base we had in um, in, uh, in Syria, with and uh, with and a lot of Americans, by the way, suffered serious injuries. Um, this has happened before. I see it's kind of being downplayed. Uh, it's not. It's kind of already dissipating in in part because our response was now one American was killed, a, a contractor, government contractor. We don't know. I don't know if they're claiming credit yet, but I think it's another sign of America's weakness uh, being tested. Hey, we've <laughs> America has failed the test. Do we need any more tests? Uh, Lou, uh, what do you think? I'm not entirely. What do you think? I agree with you. I, I just think that before Biden gets out, uh, China will flex their muscles on Taiwan. I, I just, uh, you know, that's what they want, and they know they're not going to be able to do it once uh, Hopefully, again, that Trump gets back in. So I if think we that, that... wake up tomorrow and I hear that China has invaded Taiwan, you know, I, I, I won't be I won't be surprised. I mean, it may be like shock, uh, shocking, but it won't be surprising. Right. Um, they want to do it. It looks like they can do it. And um, Joe Biden won't be we won't be able to surprise. You know, we have expended, overexpended ourselves, extended ourselves. We have sent so much stuff to Ukraine, it's definitely hurting our readiness here and what we can do for Taiwan. You know, Joe said wrongly that we would um, automatically fight for Taiwan. Uh, number one, that wasn't that's not our policy. You're not supposed to say that out loud. Uh, you're supposed to keep them guessing. But I don't think they have to guess anymore. Uh, we're weak. Uh, we're on our backs. And Joe Biden seems to want to keep it that way because his bosses – all over the place on the far left and in China and Ukraine and Russia have dirt on him. If you think we've got dirt already, <laughs> what have they seen? I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, uh, Joe Tacopina, Donald Trump's lawyer. He's a great lawyer, by the way. And he's, uh, you know, he looks, he's like a big, tough guy. He kind of looks uh, very formidable, you know, former fighter or something like that. And he wears great suits, but he's actually really good at the law and really good at getting things done. 
And uh, let's see here. He, and after they sent the grand jury home, uh, obviously something's up. I think that's what he thinks. And uh, let's see. Uh, uh, he was on Rita's show. Uh, cut five, if you don't mind. Cut five. Uh, Katz and Rita. Look, there could be, it could be as simple as logistical issues and scheduling issues. But I have to believe that something is going on inside the district attorney's office that's causing them to take a step back and say, hey, we, what are we doing here? I think enough people have come out on both sides of the fence, left side, right side, middle, you know, and have said this is outrageous. This violates rule of law. This puts our country in a position where we're on par with, you know, the Soviet Union, China, Nazi Germany, where we take a person and we look for a crime. We do not do that in this country. Yeah, that's an old saying from Joseph Stalin. Show me the man, I'll show you the crime. You follow anybody, uh, Warren Buffett, you know, you, you follow somebody for, what is he, like 50 miles? I can give you 50 tickets or something. I mean, you can just get some. You didn't come to a complete stop at that stop sign, You can and you can make it a federal case. Um, uh, cut six, if you don't mind. Because of all the pressure that's been brought down on Alan Bragg, especially after Pomerantz went out and revealed grand jury secrecy, a secret information from the grand jury in violation of New York State penal law, and he did all those things and, and, and put more pressure on Alan Bragg, making it look like he was being soft on Trump, which is not good for his, his constituents or, more importantly, his financiers, you know, he became pressured to do something well. The way to take that pressure off your shoulders is to say, look, I put the evidence before a grand jury, and the grand jury voted no true bill, and there's nothing more I can do. And, and no one could ever, ever fault him for that. Um, and, and that's his way out here. That's the graceful way out, because once that happens, no one could attack Alan Bragg anymore for saying you were too soft on Trump. And on the other hand, no one could attack Alan Bragg for saying you brought a case that is unwinnable, that is going to divide this country, that is going to create horrific precedent. So there was a guy named Pomerantz who, vicious, vicious Trump hater, volunteered with the DA under Cyrus Vance to come up with a case uh, to get Trump, any case to get Trump. And he wrote a book about it. And uh, the thing about Bragg, it wasn't that he disagreed with Mark Pomerantz, but Alvin Bragg, he's like, I'm the DA. You know, I'll, I'll, I want to get the credit for that. So he needed to distance himself, distance himself, let some time go by. Uh, before bringing this case so that people will be talking about Alvin Bragg and not Mark Pomerantz. Is that the music? I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, he was on TV last night. Ron DeSantis, the savior of everything? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so, actually. Someday, someday, he's looking very, very uh, young. And he is young, but like young and not in a good way. Not distinguished. The gravitas. Was there gravitas there? I don't know. Uh, let me see here. Cut two, cut two. What do you think of the differences? Well, I mean, I think there's a few things. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the approach to COVID w- was different. I mean, you know, I would have fired somebody like Fauci. Uh, I think that he got way too big for his britches, and I think he did a lot of damage. Uh, I also think just in terms of my approach to leadership, you know, I get personnel in the government who have the agenda of the people and share our agenda. If you bring your own agenda in, you're gone. We're just not going to have that. So the way we run the government, I think, is no daily drama, focus on the big picture, and put points on the board. And I think that that's something that's very important. Hmm. That sounds very nice and very, very naive. Okay. They're going to come after you. They're going to try to blow it all up. That's what uh, the swamp did on Donald Trump. You know, he fired an FBI director. All right. He fired Jim Comey. 
The Democrats wanted him fired. Remember that? Remember how irate they were? I can show There's hours of tape of those guys complaining about Comey. Trump fires him, and they have a special prosecutor <laughs> and, and a year and a half worth of investigation and the Mueller report because he fired somebody. So it's not that easy to fire people in uh, – in, in, in Washington, D.C., you can fire people on your own staff, but when it's somebody like Fauci and the whole world is saying St. Fauci, maybe even Ron. What was Ron on all this stuff? You know, a lot of folks are trying to point out that uh, he wasn't exactly uh, what some are saying about his stewardship of Florida during COVID, that maybe he was kind of like going along with everybody else. And what do they call him? Lockdown Ron. Um I wasn't in Florida. I was focusing on my own issues in New York, and I was still going to work. I was the only guy on the subway train. I took so much, really, that was kind of wild. I'll never forget that, going to and from work, and nobody is there. Nobody. Uh, it's kind of nice, actually, <laughs> at times, just at times. But, no, we uh, we got through COVID. But here's Ron DeSantis, um, a very, he's all in on the on the vaccine, and they gave it to a 100-year-old guy who doesn't even seem to know where he is. Go ahead with that, please. He's a World War II veteran. He's 100 years old. Um, he's had a remarkable career of service uh, to, to our country and to the state of Florida. He was a state senator here. He knew Charles Lindbergh. He wow. knew he knows Buzz, Buzz Aldrin, Joe DiMaggio, presidents uh, from Truman to Reagan. Um, and he's an American sleeve. hero. He's 100 years old, okay, and he's yeah. got the opportunity now to get the vaccine, so we're excited. He's a world... Uh, I'm no doctor, but uh, an experimental vaccine in a 100-year-old person? I think whatever he was doing <laughs> to live to 100 should have just kept doing that. Uh, he died four months later. Now, when you're 100, I mean, <laughs> you're let's face it, you're about to go any any moment, any moment. But he's just kind of sitting there doesn't seem to know where he is and they they give him the jab here i don't know i don't know yeah i i was very skeptical of that 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 public embrace and everybody get the vaccine everybody get the vaccine i mean i think it was a personal choice some people definitely if you're healthy uh well then again uh some people got myocarditis who are totally healthy uh, if you're a kid, you didn't need to get the vaccine, all right? Kids get the flu. They'll come right back from it to get the vaccine there. Anyway, I got the vaccine. It was my choice. I wasn't one of those guys, you know, in public service announcements or wherever saying, you should get the vaccine. I didn't tweet about it. It was my own business. I think I did tweet that I got the booster, but that was more, I was just talking about something hospital-related. Uh, I don't even think I mentioned that I got the booster. Oh, I did mention that I got horrible side effects from the first one. Oh, man, that was bad. I had um, a fever, wild chills, hot and cold at the same time, weird dreams, uh, lumps. I just felt terrible. All right, let's go back to the uh, Piers Morgan and Ron DeSantis. Are we impressed, America? Cut three. You also have to ask if they're constantly talking about this being as something that we have to have an open-ended blank check policy for. You want to weaken Putin? Why don't you permit more gas pipelines here in the United States? Why aren't we drilling for more oil here in the United States? I mean, I think that would really do more to weaken him than anything these folks are, are cooking up. And then I also think you have to look at, you know, if you're sending all this stuff over, which for what's essentially a stalemate in those areas, 
what is that doing to our current weapons stockpiles uh, here in the United States? And the fact of the matter is they're, they're declining. And so that impacts our ability uh, to respond to threats other places in the world. All right. All right. I mean, uh, we know that. That's good. Um, he's, he's right. He's not wrong. Um, is this is this the guy, though? I uh, we know in a, he, he learned this stuff recently. He's brushing up on foreign affairs. We have in Donald Trump somebody who lived this stuff, who actually knows these people who. And by the way, they respect Trump. You know, it's funny. They always say, oh, they laugh at Trump, you know. Uh, maybe behind his back, but no, they're nervous around him. They're nervous around him. Not even behind his back. Like They have to get together. They have to get together and complain about him. But uh, he, was, he was the guy in the room. That's what, that's what Kissinger said. You have to fill the room. They can give you briefing books. Uh, you can have all these degrees. You can have the smartest aides in the world. But the principal, the guy himself, you must be able to fill the room. And he met Trump. He met Trump. He's like, this guy is like an animal. He can do it. He has the, 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 he knows, he knows where the weaknesses are, where the strengths. You'll need somebody who can read people. And uh, I don't know if this guy has that sensitivity, that, that, that ability for nuance. And believe it or not, Trump is a guy who understands nuance when it comes to um, people, let's do one more cut four, please. Where was this on? Was this on? Fo Where is Piers Morgan? He's not in Britain anymore. I guess he's on Fox. Is that it? Cut four. You know, th there is. Uh, these are people who are in the political class, journalist class, politicians, and like DC in particular. They get mad. I don't do the cocktail parties. I don't like rubbing elbows with other people. I like doing my job and then spending time with my family. That's just what I do. A lot of the people that are criticizing, you know, they would say, oh, he doesn't do well with, with, with donors. He doesn't glad hand with them. And yet I raise more money than any non-presidential candidate in the history of America. Are you kidding me? So we tend to do, we, we, we do well. But I do think that, you know, I deal better with regular people than I do with some of the people in the political class. Well, that uh, mm, is nice. What does he say? He goes home, he works, and he goes home? Is that what he said? He works and he goes home. Here's the deal. He's not nice to the rich people who are giving him money. And, yes, he may have done well. Uh, but, you know, Ron, I think he thinks he's a little bit better than other people. It's not that he gets along with people. I think he just might have a bit of a chip on his shoulder. He might think he's better than other people. That's the vibe I'm picking up on. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, why are they? They're not freaking out about DeSantis, but they sure are losing it over Trump. I think they're afraid of Trump. Hey, did you see that guy, the TikTok guy? Um, I don't think he helped his cause. I don't think he helped TikTok. And I hope we ban this horrible, addictive device uh, app that is corrupting our children. Cut eight, please. Cut eight. How do you determine what age they are then? Um, we rely on age gating as our key age assurance. Age gating, which is when you ask the user what age they are. We have also developed some tools where we look at their public profile um, to go through the videos that they post to see whether... Oh, that's creepy. Tell me more about that. It's public. So if you post a video, that's, you choose that video to go public, that's how you get people to see your video. We look at those to see if you, it matches up the age that you talked about. Now, this is a real challenge for our industry because privacy versus age assurance is a really big problem. Look, look, you keep talking about the industry. We're talking about TikTok here. 
We're talking about children dying. Do you know how many children have died because of this? Do you have any idea? Can you tell me? Uh, Congressman, again, it's heartbreaking. Can you tell me if how many children in America have died because of challenges like this? The majority of pe people who use our platform use it for positive experiences. They I, are, I, that's not what I ask you. I some, ask you, tell me the number of children, of U.S. children who have died because of these challenges. Congressman, uh, again, the majority of, majority of people who come on our platform get a good I'm experience. I'm not talking about the majority of children. I want to know a number. Dangerous challenges are not allowed on our platform. If we find them, we will remove them. We take this very seriously. Obviously, you found one today and you removed it. We had to bring it to your attention. Yeah, they have these uh, choke yourself challenges, ride on the subway car challenges, and kids, they try to outdo each other. It's a thing, and it's, uh, he doesn't know the number. Now, some of these guys, though, some of these members of Congress, they weren't really that good. Uh, some of them, you know, I mean, that guy tried to say it was creepy, like they're going into the phones. I mean, he says it's public. These are public videos that we're evaluating. and We want to make sure that the videos they're posting are age appropriate. You know, some of them, uh, yeah, these tech guys are good. Uh, they're, they're, they're smart. They, they know their stuff. Now, a lot of them are dishonest and they're trying to harm us. So you got to, I kind of wish it was on the Senate side, to be honest. You know, we needed Ted Cruz. We needed Josh Hawley. Uh, we needed some some smarter guys to take on this dude. Let's see if this went any better. Cut nine. This is Shu Z Chu, the CEO of TikTok. Cut nine. Today, do ByteDance employees in Beijing have access to American data? Uh, Congressman, we have been very open about this. We have relied on global interoperability. You yeah. have access to American data. He kind of sounds like a computer. He kind of sounds like a computer, doesn't he? We rely on global interoperability, and we have employees in China. So, yes, the Chinese engineers do have access to global Can you hear that? I can't barely hear that. Is that on the radio loud enough? I hope so. Uh, I, I had a little trouble hearing Zhu Chu Z myself. Um, all right. So, let's see. Um, I don't know. I think I think TikTok may have won. I think TikTok may have owned the lunch down there. Uh, what do we think? Uh, give me a moment. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So they want to send the police to arrest Donald Trump because uh, here's a picture of him with a baseball bat. Right? Do you hear the echo? Uh, with a baseball bat. And he's wearing a suit and tie. Oh, by the way. And this prominent citizen of San Francisco can say this in a public forum at the reparations uh, committee hearings and uh, receive a round of applause and adulation from the people of San Francisco. May we hear Mr. Uh, Kamau? Is that his name? Kamau? What does he say? And the one idea is how we are going to exterminate white people because that, in my estimation, is the only conclusion I have come to. We have to exterminate white people off of the face of the planet to solve this problem. Now, I don't care whether you clap or not, but I'm saying to you that we need to solve this problem because they are going to kill us. And I will leave on that. So we have to just set up our own system and stop playing and get very serious and not be diverted. And huh. Mr. Kamau Kambon. And by the way, when he was done, he got another round of applause. And the guy who comes up after him is like, oh, I don't know if I can. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to compete with that. Wow, that was very that was very excellent, Kamau. Uh, so this is the kind of stuff that passes in the mainstream uh, world. Uh, that is tolerated. I wonder why. I wonder why that that horrible, noxious statement 
is uh, he let's see he runs a bookstore and it's called uh the black supremacy bookstore black black nificent books he is the, he's an author and an owner okay of black nificent books i think that uh that sounded very threatening to me sandra hi welcome back Welcome back, Greg. I missed you on your TV show last night. Yes. Oh, shoot. I don't know what's happening with the things. Do I sound normal? Yes, you do. All you right. Sound I, good. I, I, it not... sounds weird in my head. Uh, I mean, not in my, uh, my earphones. Uh, yeah, I'm off. Uh, I'm off tonight and yesterday, last night. Uh, uh, how'd she uh, do? I like her a lot, Lydia. She was good, right? Yeah, she was good. Yes. Uh, that doesn't sound like. Uh, did you watch the whole show? I hope you did. I think I did. I did. Right. Yes. So what's up? What's going on? So I'm concerned about AM radio. You know, they're, they're, Ford already is looking to phase it out with F-150 and the 2024 Mustang. Wait, because, what are you, you know, AM radio what? Uh, oh, okay. AM radio, they want to phase it out in all the automobiles. And already Ford is starting to do it. He's doing it on the F-150 and the 2024 Mustang. And it's going to happen in all the cars. And, oh, my and gosh, course, you're right. Uh, I never thought about this. Some electric car makers ditch AM radio. Cut. I'm looking at it right here. Cutting AM from EVs is just the beginning. Congressman says AM, we should make AM a mandatory car safety feature. I like that idea. So this is a real thing. And who dominates AM radio, oh, by the way? Conservatives. <laughs> Conservatives. Every time liberals try to do anything in the... Uh, in the AM radio world, they fail. Oh my God! Look at this. How did, how did? Ah, oh, this is. I'm so glad you told me about this, Sandra. I have got a AM radio. Maybe uh, there's still good reason to keep it around. Uh, this guy, look at the AM radio. Maybe fading. Uh, actually, it's the most listened to uh, platform, AM radio, that I think anything between like six in the morning and six at night. It beats everything else. It beats the, it beats uh, podcasting. It beats cable news. It beats broadcast news. That is the platform. It's fading, fading my foot. Wow, the nerve of these people! They know what they're doing. This is and by the way, red states people in cars. They 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 move. Now I understand a lot of people listen to the. You can listen to it on your app, and I even do that most of the time. But there are a lot of people on, you know, especially truckers. We got truckers all over the place. That guy up in Afton, New York, he's always calling. He's uh, trucking all over the place. Truckers love it. And you know what they love in part? The companionship. I heard that from uh, uh, the great Mark Simone, actually. Companionship is a big chunk of this. Uh, all right, Sandra. Yeah, that, that has me all worried, too, now. Thank you. You're very welcome. But I didn't really mean that. You know what I mean? Thank you. Now I'm worried. You always worry about stuff. But actually, I am, uh, I'm glad you told me about this. Um, everything else good? The doc okay? Oh, the doc is good. He likes you so much, Greg. He really does. He's <laughs> well, he enjoys listening to you as well. And, um, yeah, everything is good. All right. Great people. And uh, I so appreciate it. Man, oh, man, oh, man. AM radio. They're even trying to mess with that. And some of these corporations, you know, they'll just go along. They read the writing on the wall. They know. They know. I would imagine Pete Buttigieg is not a big he was probably not a big rush limbaugh fan right just a hunch he uh probably doesn't like hannity all that much he doesn't huh 
Ah, oh, these you-know-whats. Maria, welcome back in Short Hills, New Jersey, yes. Hi, Greg. Happy Friday. Thanks for taking my call. You know what keeps me up at night? Our mm-hmm. children, our youth, who are being indoctrinated in school with the CRT. I thank God every day my 29-year-old daughter has completed her education. But you know what? Mm. If she's still in school, I would bite the bullet. Even with the high property taxes my husband and I pay here in Short Hills, and I would place her in a private religious school. Now, you have little ones, a one- and a three-year-old. I feel sorry for you and your wife. The left and communist China want our children in the United States lazy and stupid and indoctrinated. (laughs) Yes, because they're they're, they're controllable. Look, I agree with you. Uh, uh, Look, I'm... uh, they're not going to get my kids, all right? I uh, will we'll move. I'll leave this damn country. I'm sorry. I will, I will leave the country. I would leave America. I love America, but if, they, if, they, if it becomes an, an environment where my kids are at risk, uh, we'll, go, we'll go to some island somewhere. I don't know what the hell we'll do, but uh, uh, right now I've got safely, they're in public, uh, they're out of public school. They're in private school. I love America. I love our Constitution. I love uh, the idea of America. Uh, but they want to change it, and they're changing it. And right now it seems like they're winning. So, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm worried myself. You would bite the bullet and, uh, what would you say, send them to? Uh, send them to a private religious school. And thank God my daughter received her undergraduate degree from a university in Washington, D.C., where, and she majored in political science, and she didn't have one left-wing professor. Could you believe that? Uh, Not one. That's, uh, that's quite an achievement. Listen to this. This is actually today's uh, Wall Street Journal. An overwhelming share of Americans are not confident their children's lives will be better than their own, according to a new Wall Street Journal poll that shows growing skepticism about the value of a college degree and record low levels of overall happiness. The survey, uh, I guess it was done with the Wall Street Journal and the University of Chicago, uh, a nonpartisan research organization there that measures social attitudes, showed pervasive economic pessimism that undermines Americans' dim hopes for the future. Well... That's bad. Right in line with what you're saying. But you know who's going to get us out of this? And it could turn all this around. Uh, you know? Trump, in part. But more importantly, God. And if we get closer to him, uh, there's nothing. There's nothing they can do. And I won't have to go to some island and leave America. Be right back. Greg Kelly. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, how do I sound the now? Walls Better? feel like they are Sorry closing in. But as the walls close in around the president. Donald Trump feels the walls closing in. I think this is a guy who feels like the walls are closing in. The walls are closing in on him. Because the walls are closing in. The walls are closing in on the president. Now the walls appear to be closing in. The really kind of the walls closing in on him. The walls are closing in because the walls are indeed closing in. I think at this point the walls are spinning. The legal walls are closing in. The walls are closing in on President Trump. The 
walls, meanwhile, are closing in on the president of the United States. The walls closing in on President Donald Trump. It, it appears that the walls are, are closing in on this president. It feels that the walls are closing in on him. The walls closing in on him. And the walls are closing in. And the walls are closing in. On that the walls are closing in on the president. Are the walls closing in? The walls are closing in on the presidency. He says as the walls begin to close around him. The political walls closing in on him. This is a president that feels the walls closing in. The walls are closing in on Donald Trump. Uh, I think the walls are finally closing in. The walls, 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 the walls are closing, closing in, closing, closing in, closing in, closing in on, closing in. The walls are closing in on President Donald Trump. He's not looking forward to any of it. He's horrified. How long does this go on? It's, all right, you get the picture, right? They have been wrong. That goes all the way back to 2015, 2015. They are, that's why we call them the fake news, the fake news. They are fake. They are wrong. And he is always, always right. <laughs> he is always, you know, and the big things, absolutely. Uh, you know, half of those people, by the way, you can't find them in media anymore, um, or they, they moved on. I mean, Chris Wallace uh, moved on to uh, CNN+. Plus. Uh, who else was in the mix? Oh, Chris Matthews. Chris Matthews. You know, all these guys. Turned out he was Me Too'd in the end. How about that? And he was... Yeah, uh, but they're still saying all that stuff. And some of them, you know, okay, it's not enough that uh, he's, uh, oh, they don't like his policies, all right? There's that. And uh, then they just don't like him, all right? They just don't like the way he looks. They don't like the way he talks, all right? That's just, uh, you can you can have those discussions. You can, you know, I, I know he turns people off, some people, right? But, of course, they got to turn it up to 11 and call them uh, a racist. They got to call him an anti-Semite. The anti-Semite one—that's a—that's a good one. No greater friend to Israel. His own daughter is Jewish. His grandchildren, his flesh and blood, are Jews. And here's Willie, Willie Geist, the most boring broadcaster in the world, except for his name, Willie. Uh, cut thirteen, please. Cut thirteen. We've said this before, but if someone in your life, someone you loved and cared about, was behaving the way Donald Trump behaved yesterday, writing the things he wrote yesterday, you call an emergency family meeting to talk about it and figure out what to do with him. It was ugly, to say the least. The comments were anti-Semitic. They were racist. Um, but Donald Trump does believe that this is helping him play the victim card to say that they're out to get me. He called the DA's office the Gestapo, said America's worse than Russia or China. They're coming for me because they want to prevent me from being president again. Yeah. All right, so tell us how that's racist. How is that anti-Semitic? They always go too far. Uh, I don't have any family members uh, who are uh, threatened like Donald Trump is, all right, with multiple investigations, right, the whole world you know, out to get him. I, I, we don't know. We don't know what that's like. So I'm going to cut him a, a, a lot of slack and pretty wide berth to uh, handle these things as he must. And, yeah, you're allowed to call your critics names, all right? especially when they come in and they say somehow they're above the law. They don't have to enforce the law that our legislators who represent the people, right, they're always talking about, oh, Donald Trump is a threat to democracy. And then Alvin Bragg comes in and uh, turns democracy upside down. Now, by the way, he, um, he tweeted an article. You know the whole thing about death and destruction? He's really – I wonder if I had a hand in this. I mean, I uh, – let me look here. So – he tweeted about warning that, you know, something bad happens to me. There could be a, a, a catastrophic stuff and there could be destruction out there. We don't want that. 
The fake news, though, has been warning that that could happen. And they cite their sources, and they cite Internet chatter. Uh, I haven't seen that Internet chatter myself, but uh, that's what they say. So let's believe the fake news for a moment. Anyway, he was uh, re-truthing an article that pointed out that only 10% of Manhattanites actually voted for Alvin Bragg. But it's only 10%. I mean, it's 10% being a high number uh, if you factor in the general election vote. But what I like to do is look at the primary vote on the last day of school in June of 2021. And in a city of, uh, how many people live here? Eight million people, over eight million people. Um, On that day, last day of school, in June of 2021, Alvin Bragg got about 82,000 votes. 82,000 votes. Um, Now, eight million people were not eligible to vote. I think it was two million or so here in uh, Manhattan, on the island of Manhattan, which is a county. And they were the ones. So just a very small handful. And this guy gets in there and says... And it's the capital of the world. You know, people in other states, other countries depend on New York being safe, clean, and orderly. And he just says, we're not going to arrest people who resist arrest. We're not going to charge them with a crime. Uh, We're not going to charge uh, fare beaters. You can now ride the subway for free. The subway is free. Now, that's anti-democratic. We did not sign up for that. I am trying to figure out how now Al Sharpton. This is great. Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton is on MSNBC. How absurd, right? This is you have to laugh. It is bizarre world. I like Mr. Han. What am I hallucinating? Am I hallucinating here? Al Sharpton. I am kind of curious though. The chutzpah, as Ed Koch would say. Cut 14, please. I think that uh, beyond all of the bluster. And it is certainly the most uh, vicious, anti-Semitic, and racist language you could use. And to think that a former president is using it. I think beneath it all, from what I knew of Donald Trump when I knew him, I think that he is very nervous. I think that we're looking at a man that is becoming unhinged because he does not know uh, what lies uh, ahead. When you look at the fact that... People are forgetting Alvin Bragg is the same D.A. that would not go forward with the case. Two of his assistants resigned. One wrote a book that is now going forward, which sends every signal that maybe they saw something or have figured out something or have some witness that they did not have when he decided not to go forward before. And the reason I believe that is the reaction of Donald Trump. He's also, in my opinion, shaken by the fact that, let's not forget, he called for people to protest on Tuesday, and nobody showed up. You know, we're showing the barricades. Let's show the fact that nobody showed up to those barricades. So not only uh, are we seeing the money's not coming in, the uprising of the masses that he claims to be leading are not rushing to the barricades. All of this is what is be, is leading him becoming unhinged, and he's going to who he is, a very anti-Semitic racist. To call a man an animal, 
a learned man, an animal, and to connect him to a man whose only uh, uh, position in this is he happens to be a Jewish man who helps uh, the causes he likes, shows a man that has lost control and he's hearing footsteps and they're getting closer. All right. I think actually Al Sharpton's a bit of an animal. All right. I think you're an animal. All right. I think you're a race baiting hustler. All right. Anybody who's friends with uh, Minister Farrakhan, I actually wonder if they're an anti-Semite. Anybody who's friends with Jesse Jackson, right? What did he say about New York? Jaime's? He didn't like the Jaime's in Jaime Town? Wasn't that right? Weren't you in that crew? Didn't you organize the racist boycotts of Asian stores in Brooklyn? Huh? Huh? And, uh, you know, the anti-Semitism that you have uttered out loud, I can't because it was so vile and ugly. The things that that man has said in anti-white statements, this racist, this anti-Semite, he sits there. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, a couple of things. He's saying that the, uh, forget about that nonsense because it really is, it's bizarro world. It's like that Star Trek episode where they beam down and everything's backwards to see Al Sharpton sitting there talking like that. Um, that's, that's, uh, that's something. That is surreal, all right? It is surreal. That he can show his face in public, actually, is somewhat surreal. So, uh, but the one thing in there of, of, of arguable substance, all right? Now, he's saying that Mark Pomerantz, the consulting DA working under Vance, recommended this case. And he says that Bragg dismissed the case and said that he must have found something else, and now it's a real case. No, 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 no. It's the same case, but Bragg did not want to be seen as um, a rubber stamping anything from Mark Pomerantz. I mean, who the hell is Mark Pomerantz, right? Nobody knows who that guy is. You can't just come out publicly, tell the district attorney what to do. Now, Mark Pomerantz thinks he's special, all right? He thinks he's special because, uh, I don't know, I think he went to Harvard, but nobody knows who he is. And he wanted to have more of a career than he actually did. And I'm an important person, that kind of thing. And, and people should know who I am. So, you know, he signs letters. He, this is his thing, by the way. He, he signs up for some assignment, and then he resigns in a huff. And he writes a public letter. He's done it uh, like six times in his career. So he does it here because they didn't do exactly what they wanted them to do, exactly when he wanted them to do it. But he wasn't the district attorney. So he says, Bragg must do this. Bragg must do this. Well, uh, no, I, I can see Bragg saying, OK, yeah, y you don't tell me what to do. I will make my own decision in my own time. Probably because he wanted credit. OK, he wanted the credit for doing this. He didn't want to have to say this is Mark Pomerantz's case. This is my case. All right. Um, by the way, how about the stuff they say about us? about MAGA, huh? I mean, uh, who, who put out the, the talking point that to, to accuse MAGA of anti-Semitism? Forget threat to America, existential threat, all this stuff. Who the hell are they? This is Hakeem Jeffries. Hakeem Jeffries. He's the, he's not the whip. What is he? He's the House, uh, he's the House Minority Leader from Brooklyn. Uh, cut 18, please. Cut 18. Extreme MAGA Republicans don't want the children of America to learn about the Holocaust. <laughs> uh, 
Where's he getting that one from? Hmm? Is that this is the new thing? Call call MAGA anti-Semitic. Nobody's greater friend of Israel than MAGA, quite frankly, and Trump. What is what is this all about? Judeo-Christian values don't tolerate any of the crap CRT. Uh, this LGBTQ stuff being shoved down our children's throats. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Judeo-Christian values. <laughs> we want to know our children to know everything that happened. And we all know about slavery. We learned about slavery. It is really, it is awfully backwards suddenly, isn't it? Isn't it? All right. Number one, let's take a call. Who do we got? Go ahead. Pick somebody. Hey, how are you? Who are you? Jason from Jersey City. Thank you. I don't have my uh, computer here. Uh, what's going on? That's fine. Rush Limbaugh used to do Open Line Friday. But anyway, um, I bought three of your books. I, if you remember or not, I don't know. I got them all on uh, CD. And you said, are you the guy who was in jail? Yeah, 13 years living with people just like Al Sharpton. Yeah, we uh, you so, sound different. I was wondering what happened to you. Uh, thanks for getting the book. No, that's OK. I got three of them. What I would like to do is I would like to send them to you at, with, uh, you know, a stamp address envelope or whatever. And you said that you would autograph them for me if I when I bought them. Yes. So, yes. I don't know. Yes, of course. And I have three, so they're all going to three different people. Oh, and boy. Uh, but I, you know, no. But listen, <laughs> what? I'll, I'll put you know easy to follow exact instructions from Greg to <laughs> my <laughs> orthopedist, from Greg to Jason. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Look, I, I it sounds like a hassle for you, and 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 and, 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 and uh, so I appreciate it. You don't mind doing all that stuff? Oh man, are you? I'm honored. I'm honored. All right, all right. Yeah, if you can put it in the envelope, and I'll, 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 I'll do all that stuff. Um, uh, do me a favor, uh, stay on the line for a second. Hey, well, what did you go to jail for again? Uh, the first one was attempted murder, and it just oh, got worse from there. Oh wait, oh wait a wait a second. You killed somebody? <laughs> you killed somebody? No, no, no. Wait, no what's worse to. than attempted murder? That would be murder. Well, it all depends on your perspective, I guess. <laughs> All right, listen, uh, you renounced all that violence, and you're a good guy now, right? It's been a couple of decades, sir. All right, good, good. And I do believe in reform. And, uh, hey, what was, uh, what was it like in jail, seriously, on a day-to-day -day basis? I always wonder this. Number one, do you know what day of the week it is? When you're in prison for a very long time, does it just as every day, we used to say this uh, in the military, on ship, every day is Monday. I mean, you, you literally had no idea what day it was. Did, was it like that That's in jail? exactly right. That's exactly right. I did time with a, a retired master chief of the uh, United States Navy, and um, he used to tell me that. And it is, you don't lose days, and you're not going to believe this, but it's true. You lose months. You forget what, you what month that? it is. You don't know what you month it is? You forget. Yes. <laughs> well, I know what that that happens sometimes when you're in Florida. You know, the weather's so much. It's like, what month is it? It doesn't happen as much as in New York. Did you? Where was the prison in New Jersey or where? Where? New Jersey, New Jersey. Rawway. It's uh, no, no. Uh, I I was I was in New Jersey State Prison, which is in Trenton, Trenton State Prison, and I did most of my time in Bayside State Prison in Leesburg. Oh man! All right. Look, I'm glad you're out and um, and uh, living a uh, law-abiding life, and I'm happy to sign these things for you. Uh, 
Do me a favor, Diego. Will you take all of his, give him all the stuff that he needs to do, okay? Yes, I will. All right. And I'm sorry. I wish I had a, uh, but I'm happy to do it, Jason. Thank you. Thank you for buying all that stuff, too. Wow, wow, wow. Let's see if I can put a few freebies in the in the return uh, envelope. Thank you, sir, and I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, just so happens that Ronald Reagan's diary is right here. Ronald Reagan's diary. It's published. It's in book form and all edited and very, very nice. Unlike Ashley Biden's diary. God, you know what's going down with that? You know, people are going to jail over Ashley Biden's diary. Ashley Biden loses her diary. It actually became public in the 2020 campaign cycle. I remember it. It was on a on a website. I read it. I never talked about it on air. I thought it was, uh, uh, well, very private and kind of like in the Brady Bunch when Marsha loses her uh, diary. I think that uh, Davy Jones did the right thing by just bringing it back and not looking at it. Uh, And Desi Arnaz Jr. as well. That's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to read somebody else's diary. Um, uh, With the exception being if your father, the president, makes it a federal case. Because one of the reasons why didn't want to dwell on the diary. I didn't even know it was, I could not tell if it was true. I, I did not, who could verify that? Well, now it's been verified because they unleashed the FBI on those who found it. If it was a bogus diary, the only beef would be the one between, I guess, the, uh, the publisher and the person who gave it to him. Ashley Biden was in Delray, Florida, and she left it in a house, in a room that she was renting. And, well, if the person who moved in after her found it and read it and thought it was dynamite because it says all kinds of stuff in there about Joe Biden and family business. And I, I still don't like talking about it openly because, well, um, it, it was a diary and it's meant for her, you know, just meant for her. I will tell you this, though, Ashley Biden, you know, all the stuff that you are seeking that you want, I do believe that you will find fulfillment, not uh not in the ways you're trying to get it, or at least back then, through alcohol and sex, all right? I think it's, uh, it's really the, it's in the Bible. All the answers you want are in the Bible. And maybe you're like me, because you heard that over the years, and it didn't really mean anything to you. And, but one day somebody gave me a Bible, and I put it on the shelf, and you've heard this story before. Uh, I started reading it four years later, and I'm very grateful that it was the Charles Stanley Life Principles uh, Bible because it had little footnotes and explainers, and it uh, kind of guided me a little bit. So uh, back to Ronald Reagan, he's got he's got about six references to Joe Biden uh, from 1981 to 1987, and every single one of them is negative. <laughs> Just every single one of them. Thursday, let's see what uh, 1983, Thursday, July 14th. Governor Pierre DuPont came by. Pierre DuPont. He was the governor of Delaware. Governor Pierre DuPont came by. I'm trying to convince him to run for Biden's Senate seat. He doesn't want to, and I can't blame him. I wouldn't want to have to be a senator after eight years as governor. He's been a darn good governor. Um, let's see here. And then he met with some other people. But he, I just like that. Imagine, imagine if Pete DuPont beat Joe Biden all the way back in 1984. So so Ronald Reagan wanted them gone from the U.S. Senate all the way back in 1984. That is uh, what a great guy. Let's see. What's the other one? He 
page 208, 19, a little bit later, 1984. Uh, there's a bunch of senators come to see him. Uh, uh, one of them is talking too much. Doesn't say which one. Oh, here he is. He calls him a smooth talker, but a total demagogue. Demagogue. And I'm surprised he thought he was a smooth talker. I guess at one point in his career, Joe Biden was a smooth talker. That's kind of hard to uh, imagine now. You've heard, oh, who did he, uh, what did he say? He likes babies more than people. Uh, well, that's actually okay. Babies are awfully cute. Okay, who's on the phone? It's Friday. In honor of Rush, we'll uh, open the phone a little bit more. Hi. Rob from yeah. Secaucus, you're up. Yeah. Rob from Secaucus, that's you. Hi. How are you, Greg? I, I have something for you. Al Sharpton, I, I think we can debunk that. I think the reason why people are not showing up is because, you know, for these so-called rallies or something, because they don't want to wind up on camera and wind up in January 6th prison. That's for one thing. Now, you had a caller before who I think made breaking news with that AM radio thing. I can verify. In my Tesla, I have no AM radio, right? Now, that's a problem, A, because of the obvious, which is it's silencing conservative voices. That's true. But I think this is you, your instincts were right that this is a big story. Is, is it in fact true that conservative that AM radio is primarily a conservative thing? Because if so, it acts as another poll, just like tantamount to nobody showing up at a Biden rally, but Trump needs MetLife Stadium if he has one. It's one of those silent polls. Yeah, because no, totally. I don't know if it was breaking news. I, I went to the website. I mean, I went to uh, Google News, and there are lots of articles about this. So, you know, it's been discussed, and it's been discussed for some time. Uh, now, she mentioned the Ford F-150, which I believe does take gas. Um, and it's it's amazing that they would take AM radio out as they kind of load these cars up with Sirius satellite radio. And, excuse me, thanks to Rush Limbaugh. Um, this is, you know, people in red states, they drive people in cities, the elite, the, uh, the little nerds, the, 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 the urbanites, uh, you're not, we're not all nerds, but you know what I mean? The, the hipsters, they're all on subways. They don't want to own a car. They, you know, Uber at the very best. And it's always on Z100. So, uh, yeah, I think this is important. We got to stay on it and see what happens if Ford is doing that. My gosh, they really will go along with anything. They will go along with anything. What do you drive by the way? I'm in a Tesla right now, and it has no AM radio. It's true. But here's what I do do. I have an app called Simple Radio, and I Bluetooth into – I Bluetooth your, your radio station because I listen to you guys every day. Uh, you, you're, you're great, by the way, uh, Greg. Your show is just amazing. It gets better, actually, with time, like wine. But if liberals are not tuning in to AM radio stations, right? You said liberals don't seem to have much success with AM radio shows. That means nobody wants to listen to them. That's what it means. That's why I think well, it's like a poll. Yes and no. I mean, it also does mean that our audience, right? I mean, this is one of the – this has been somewhat documented, that people who spend more time in cars tend to be in red states and tend to be conservative. That's part – it's where the audience is. I think that has something to do with it. In addition, uh, liberals, generally speaking, are not very entertaining, not very interesting, and uh, – uh, that kind of dogma about communism, uh, we can see right through it. So there's that as well. So uh, what are you doing in a Tesla? How does that thing uh, – is it a good car? Forget all the hype. Forget it, you know everything else. Is it a good car? Well, uh, and you, you, I'm basically a, an automotive engineer by trade. I, I have an expertise in automobiles. So you know nobody loves a good, good old muscle car better than me. 
with a with a 500 horsepower Chevy V8 in it or something like that. I, lo- I love all of that stuff too. But I got to tell you, in in the world of automobiles, an electric car is a superior method of transportation for the various reasons, almost obvious. As soon as you get in one and drive it, you're like, whoa, there's no sound, no noise, no harmonic vibrations. The car just takes off like a bullet and very clean and, and, and you know. Yeah, but wait a second. Uh, number one, I want that. I want my car to have a little bit of sound. It's creepy. I was in one once. I couldn't, and I almost got hit by one. I couldn't hear it coming. I mean, really, that's like a thing. It's too quiet. It's too quiet. What about the battery? I hear the battery, you know, once you, if you have to replace the battery in a gas car, you know, you just go to uh, AutoZone or whatever, and, you know, it's not a big deal. But how do you right. replace a battery in a Tesla? Is My understanding is it's extremely expensive, labor-intensive, and, you know, big pain in the neck. Yeah, but you know what the caveat is with that? The battery is located underneath the car. It basically is the floor. The floor is the battery in those cars. And they put them up, up on a lift. They drop the battery out down through the bottom of the car. But the, the caveat is those batteries are robust. They You, that's, you get 10... You, 20 years out of those bad they don't go bad especially if they're treated properly you know you you can get a lot they, they're, they're very robust and they last a long time those batteries i don't know i'd have to take it for a test drive and evaluate for myself i i i, I feel like we're going too fast with the electric stuff no well, yeah, there's no way you can impo- – anybody who thinks that you're going to incorporate electric cars into the power grid should have their head examined. If every if every driveway in America suddenly woke up tomorrow with an electric car in the driveway, there would be a catastrophe on uh, with the electrical grid. There's no way it can handle it. So that's something that's going to have to happen gradually over time. Uh, but and the there's Kathy is- Hochul. There's Kathy Hochul jamming jamming electric cars down there, right? There would be no – I think it was absurdly early. What was that day, 2028, she wants to man? It's just crazy. Hey, man, I love it. You know your stuff. How would you get into cars? Why cars? How did, what, was your first jo- what was your first job? Well, well, by the way, according to them, the world is going to end tomorrow, I think they said, right? But uh, mm. how did I get into cars? Um, I don't know. I, it's a def- I used to race motocross when I was young, and I have a an inherent, uh, you know, a, uh, uh, propensity for mechanical things. I, I I don't. I fix everything. If my refrigerator breaks, I fix it. My dishwasher breaks, my I fix. If I can't fix it, it goes in the garbage and I buy a new one. I don't. I don't hire. It's getting harder to do that though with these things, right? You got to be a computer guy to fix any of this stuff. You can't change your own oil. I mean, you can, but regular people can't. Ch- you got to take it a jiffy lube, right? I mean, it's so hard. It's so you can't, and it's all automated you know it's all uh it's all computer stuff right yeah the manufacturers make sure that the products that they produce are uh proprietary so even the information it's hard to get information on them you you, and yes you do need special electronic equipment to do the diagnosis and stuff like that which i do have and i do do to some degree but and i also run a hair salon in secaucus new jersey as well all right what 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 you're in the hair you what you got you what Yes, sir. And, and and you and Rudy Giuliani are free to come here and get a haircut any time on me. That's just quite a uh, quite a combo, you know, the cars and the and the and the hair salon. I never ever it, ever would have uh, seen that coming. All right. Well, anyway, what's the name of the salon? Uh, it's Haircutter in the Meadow. Hudsonhair okay. or HaircutterInTheMeadow.com or HudsonHair.com will redirect you there. We'll we'll check it out. Thank thank you very much. I have to play one more clip of DeSantis, and I know we nitpick DeSantis sometimes. 
but on the big stuff, he's right and he's with us. Uh, cut one, please. Cut one. You did a press conference this morning and you were responding to the reports, rumors of Donald Trump potentially being indicted. And you gave an interesting response, very sort of supportive of him in a way by saying, yeah, you know, I think what's happening there is outrageous. It's political posturing by this day and so on in New York, and they should be focused on more important things. But you also repeated twice you didn't have any knowledge of hush money being paid to porn stars. Was I right to feel that there was a slightly censorious... All right, stop! Censorious? Did he just say the word censorious? Piers Morgan. Goodness great. All right, keep going. Yeah, I, I thought this was going to be more about uh, DeSantis, you know, answering the question correctly. Yes, we all know the porn stars, uh, uh, you know, slap. All right, he's, he's highlighting the slap. All right, all right. We started this. We've got to finish it. Keep going. Posturing by this day and so on in New York, and they should be focused on more important things. But you also repeated twice. Shut you up. You didn't have any knowledge of hush money being paid to porn stars. Was I right to feel that there was a slightly censorious, censorious. tone to that, that that kind of thing is just not anything you would ever Stop. Get I can't do it. All right, Lamar, you uh, please don't talk like this guy. Is Lamar standing by? Oh, shoot, we lost Lamar. All right, how about uh, Robert? Hello? Hey, how you doing, Greg? Um, Good. Two things. As we speak, there's somebody figuring out how to change the radios and electric cars to put AM, and they're going to start a business, okay? So they're never going to get rid of AM radio. And on a similar note... Uh, well, we wait a second. Wait, I mean, I mean, I, I mean <laughs> but that's another layer. I mean, I don't want to take the car to have AM radio installed. I want it to come that way. If they don't... Excuse me. If it doesn't come that way, it's going to be a real factor. It's going to be a real thing. It's going to it's a it's a method of sense, uh, censorship and that's bad. Yeah, I know there'll be some guys who will make some money installing AM radios, but we want that thing to come from the factory. That could have a real impact. So I'm not I am worried about it. Keep going though. If it's if it's market driven, I'm not worried about it's it. It's not market driven. That's not that's not. It's definitely not market driven. This is politics, politics, absolutely politics that they would do this. Absolutely. You know how many they're not getting rid of satellite radio in the car. I guarantee you that And AM radio. You know how many more people listen to AM radio than satellite radio? It is um, astronomical, astronomically more people listen to AM radio. So this is not market driven. No way. Trust me. This is uh, this is the auto industry looking to keep in line with the regime. And anticipating regulatory uh, problems and wanting to avoid them, definitely not market driven. This is uh, this is worse than politics. This is Stalinist. This is bad. Anyway, no, I disagree. All right, but, uh, but, but keep going. Uh, yeah, okay, I agree with you a hundred percent. You're misunderstanding what I'm saying. These companies, in the end, will um, suffer because of this because people aren't buying woke no matter how much they push it. Okay, I'm on your side on that. I keep, you know, I, 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 let me just, uh, and I won't talk as long as I did a moment ago, but, sure. you know, Amazon, people are buying from Amazon. It's not suffering, you know. I mean, uh, they, they shoot themselves in the foot, but I don't know, and I don't have the data to back it up, that they are actually, um, uh, they are actually losing business. 
because uh, people keep signing up. We don't like woke, but I wonder if it really is. I know it's taking the, they're taking their eye off the ball. I know we have planes almost hitting each other. United Airlines is now suddenly more about uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion than keeping the airplanes from hitting the water, apparently. All right, Robert, I keep interrupting you. Keep going. That's okay. Um, I'm with you on all this. I'm merely saying how we have to deal with this. And I was calling about the education, the caller who was throwing her hands up. I raised five biracial kids in the People's Republic of Philadelphia. One good parent can stop all the indoctrination in the world. One of my daughters went to college, got poli-sci degree, and she votes Republican and is an officer in the Navy. If you get involved, indoctrination will not work. I understand there's lots of kids that don't have that, and that is where it's going to be isolated, in the blue areas. Robert? There are thousands of good schools out here. Robert? That aren't – yes? Here's what uh... – you were able to pull it off. I think you pulled off a miracle. You notice that the children of immigrants, right, the children of immigrants, you listen to them speak. They don't have accents, right? Their parents have accents, but they don't have accents. You ever notice that? Absolutely. The children of immigrants. I mean, the point is they are hearing the language spoken that way all day at home, but yet they don't have accents. And that to me, illustrates the limitations of parental uh, influence because they leave and they got that phone and they're bombarded in both good and bad ways, the assimilation. And that's, to me, proof that, you know, as significant as parents are, uh, the environment, the world they grow up in, I mean, it's, 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 it's hugely significant hugely significant and that's that's evidence quite frankly do you do you buy that do you see what i'm saying no well i understand what you're saying but i don't think that's a limitation on parenting i just think that's being exposed to normally spoken i'm not saying i'm not saying it's a limit well i'm not saying that's good or bad that's just how kids it's a sign though that they are uh susceptible to everything in the world and you know a, a parent Anybody who's trying to keep their kid off a phone knows that <laughs> the world is winning. But, Robert, I applaud you for the job you did, and please call again. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, hopefully this stuff is dying down about Trump and the baseball bat. No big deal. The man is allowed, allowed to uh, speak in metaphors. And also, he's allowed to basically quote the fake news from time to time. I mean, maybe the fake news got it right. The fake news is out there talking about all kinds of uh, chatter on the Internet that if Trump were to get uh, indicted, there could be civil war. We don't want that to happen. But they have warned about it. They have warned about it. So if Brad goes forward with it, it could be very bad, potentially. We don't want it to be, of course, but uh, 
All right. I mean, it's like everything he says, anything he says, they're 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 actually trying now to indict him for that. Okay, Uh, it's uh, how does he do it? How does he do it? Hey, you can find out. It's going to be on. uh, Let's see. Yeah, he's going to be on Newsmax tonight at seven o'clock. I will be um, I'll actually have the time to watch tonight. I am uh, I'm off tonight. Last night as well. I'm going to tell you at this point, guess where I am? Florida. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's great down here. It really is. You can um I don't know. It's just it's it's paradise. And by the way, it's not it was like this before DeSantis became the governor, all right? He did not invent sunshine. He did not invent the nice weather. This place has been nice for a many many I lived in Florida in nineteen ninety two in uh where the hell was that? Escambia County, Pensacola, Florida. And it was great, and everybody I was with in the military, everybody changed their residency from wherever they lived before to Florida, except me. I didn't do it. I, I wanted to come back to New York. I knew I was going to come back to New York after the military. And they were like, yeah, but you can save so much in taxes. And I'm like, yeah, but uh, I don't want to do that. I just didn't want to do it. I should have done it. I should have done it. Could have done it. Could have got a lot more money. I wasn't really thinking about money. I was thinking about uh, you know, flying, girls, um, stuff like that. Oh, Rudy's next, and I'm sticking around. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network.